How's it going, Shaq? Uh, um, I've, uh, I, I'm dealing with some work being done on an apartment near me, not mine, but okay. near me so near that it feels like it's mine, but it is not mine. And they started <laughs> very promptly at 7am. Okay. okay. Uh, and I wish they hadn't been so prompt. <laughs> what, what, what would be. What would be like protocol? Like, what would you be happy with if they would have like, like on their part? What would you expect? Oh, just nine would be fine. Nine o'clock. Yeah, but I know I already know that you know contractors and stuff. They work from like a a six to four. <laughs> like that's <laughs> normally how they they do it. So I get it, but okay, that doesn't make it easier. To try to catch a couple of extra winks. Nah. Uh, when they are prompt. I mean, I guess my neighbors got very good contractors. Very good contractors. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh boy. Yeah. They're ready to work. Yeah, I guess they are. They're doing something over there. I hope it works out for them and I hope they're done. Um, well, I don't care if they come back tomorrow because I will have to go to work. So if they start promptly again tomorrow, that's great because that's what time I need to uh, be up anyway. But There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the bright side. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I guess I feel for them because they're also working on a day where it has been. It's the coldest day uh, ever. Yeah. Close. It's cold. Okay. I thought it was nice out today. Okay, whatever, East New York. <laughs> We're not that far apart, Sha. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm saying that as your upbringing. You were born in a fucking puffer jacket and a pair of Tims. But for the yeah. rest of us who enjoy a nice tank top. <laughs> Low key. <laughs> this, this is how nice of a day I thought it was, Sha. Mm -hmm. Like, I normally call you. You know, when I'm ready to rock and like I become pretty oblivious to the fact that we're filming, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm just talking with shot. Right. So like I forget that I'm on camera and like I looked at myself right when I was about to hit record mm -hmm. and I, re I looked like extra Dominican. Like I had no buttons on, <laughs> you know, like I was just like because it was like warm to me. Uh -huh. So I was just like belly out on the podcast if I would have started like five minutes earlier. <laughs> Like, if you would have just said, like, depending on what you said, mm -hmm. if I would have, like, not clicked to, like, really check, mm -hmm. it would have been too late. Like, that would have been the look for today's episode, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, I mean, here's the thing. It is not – you've been outside. Mm -hmm. um, has the wind stopped? Yeah, it was, I would say it was pretty minimal while I was out there. Okay, because that the wind was not playing, uh, <laughs> and not at all, not a playful wind, a very angry wind, um, and that is, of course, what made it feel so cold. Um, yeah. So, sure, when the wind is not blowing, I guess 20-something degrees isn't that cold. Right. You, you put on all your stuff. And as long as everybody's standing still, <laughs> then, yeah, it's not that cold. Okay. But at the time that I was out, which wasn't long at all, um, 
the wind was upset and uh, it was very cold. And I was just like, well, I don't know why you're mad at me. I didn't do anything. You can stop yelling at me. But I just don't, I don't like bitter cold. Okay. That's, that's my issue. Why, why you got to be so, so bitter with it? Why so cold? Yeah, um, I put you on that. Yeah, so it is. It is moving. It was moving in a in a bitter cold way right. earlier today. Um, you know, and I don't like it. I don't like when it says the high is you know twenty two. What? Why? <laughs> and I understand that I live in the in the north, and I know that we we don't even get the brunt of it, especially now with um, global warming. Like we barely deal with snow yeah. the way we used to. I get that. But still, <laughs> you know, I didn't need it. I didn't need it to be that cold on top of the banging that was happening right above my bedroom. Right. It was yeah. a lot. It was an assault to my senses today. And I, frankly, I'm, I don't care for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that I could see, you know, cause you're like, you lost your home base, you know, that's like a, like, what is that, Superman with uh, his lair? You know, like, they're attacking all of that for you. It's too cold. You can't go out for breakfast. You come back <laughs> into the apartment, it's banging. You know? I, all the things that you need for, like, peace. Sure, sure. Being removed. Right. I mean, I don't go out for breakfast. I, I just make stuff here. But it still was cold. <laughs> and also, I've got a cat who is not a big fan of banging and drilling. So she's just like what is happening right and just keeps walking up to me like fix it (laughs) i I nothing to do with that (laughs) i I, that is beyond our purview sweetie i can't oh man yeah so i got a cat that's angry (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) yeah it's fine it'll it's all it'll all be fine i'm sure do you do you always make breakfast at home um, I mean, yeah, if I want to eat, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't know the weather if it wasn't for breakfast. Oh, oh, well, like I mean, breakfast I... Breakfast is a meal I always have, like, corner store. Oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get stuff from corner stores, like food stuff, like w- prepared food. Okay. I just don't, I don't do it. It, it never agrees with me. Every time I've tried it, I've been sick afterwards. So I'm like, cool. I get it. This isn't for me. <laughs> That's I great. feel like I get sick when I haven't had it in, in a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's like what will boost my immune system. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. It destroys mine. I can't, I, I, <laughs> I know, I, I know how to also, I'm not big on breakfast sandwiches um i like all my stuff on a plate so (laughs) i like sit down and eat it with a fork where am i going i ain't going nowhere so (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think i don't i don't like being on the move and eating yeah i I live by that that's honestly what i miss most because of covid like Mm -hmm. bacon egg and cheese and like doing the train you know or like Uh, grabbing a slice and going between spots in the city like that was just the routine. Yeah. No, I I don't I don't normally do that. I like to sit in a place and then just slowly graze over the course of a day <laughs> all my meals just slowly just 
you know, absentmindedly shove stuff in my mouth. <laughs> well, yeah. well, not moving. Gabby gets mad because, like, uh, you know, like on the weekends she makes breakfast for us, mm-hmm. and like if she makes like a bacon egg and cheese, mm-hmm. like I can't eat it sitting down. You have to stand up I, to eat I it. I still got to stand up. Like I'll be on the in the living room pacing. <laughs> That's wild. She gets so tight. I'm like, I don't know. This isn't a sit down food, you know. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that it's not a sit down food. It's a food made for running for a train. But my thing is I need to concentrate all of my energy into the running. Okay. (laughs) So I don't have any more brain power to also chew. Uh, And That's all training. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, like, look, I can do it in a car. Okay. I'll eat a three-course meal in a car. I'll try it. solid. But... Um, I can't do that. I can't really walk and do that kind of stuff. I can't walk and drink without a straw. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get my body to the place. <laughs> so I will, anything else like me, I, you know, I got to concentrate to get up and down stairs. It's not a, I don't have time to then just add a little snack to it unless it is literally a snack, like a cereal bar. Nah, I, and also I, I don't bite into things in front of people. <laughs> how have you made it this far, Sha? Look, man, <laughs> I don't. I it's a little phobia. I think I I just think well, my teeth are going to break on it, and all of it, uh, my teeth will fall out. And they're and I mean my teeth are in terrible shape, so it's feasible. So I don't. I tear pieces off. And then put it in my mouth. So I've evolved in such a way that I have to just be sitting and eating. But wouldn't that be when you'd want people around you to, like, help? No one's going to help me if my teeth falls out on a New York subway. (laughs) You know this. You grew up here. I was born here. I know enough to know that. Ain't nobody helping me if my teeth fall out. I just become a meme. There's (laughs) no way. I'm just one of those only in New York stories. Yo. <laughs> oh, you won't believe what I saw. <laughs> so no. Uh-uh. No. Okay. Okay. Not the kid. You're not going to get me choking. <laughs> I I uh, I have definitely eaten a substantial amount of meals on the train. Mm-hmm. It, I've stopped since college though. I yeah. think like after college I switched to like I would only drink on the train. Mm. And then COVID I don't do any of it. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, COVID killed the whole like eating and drinking on a train game. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Maybe I'd eat like some fries, but I also have to wash my hands after being on a on a train. So if, even before COVID, I was just like, I got to wash the subway off my hands before I get to my food. Unless uh, I either had hand sanitizer on me, which I didn't really just because I was like, I'm going to need these germs for protection. Right. So let me just keep them on my hands until I get to my destination and wash them off. So that's kind of where I'm working. So it's not that I'm necessarily overly scared of germs, but I didn't also want them on my food. So I just okay. roll up my bag real tight. <laughs> my food bag, put it in my purse or tote bag or whatever, and just hold that close to my body to keep that warm and then get to wherever I'm going and then wash my hands and then eat it. But yeah, but now with COVID, I'm not even trying to, man, I've been on planes since COVID and you would think I, I it's like, did she even eat or drink anything? 
<laughs> I'm not like I, I get whatever the smallest snack is that they have. <laughs> you know, they're like, uh, do you want pretzels or cookies? And I'm like, mm, let me get let me get a cookie. I can snap that in half and shove it in there underneath. I don't even lift the mask too, too mask because I just go underneath and put it in there. And then uh, if I didn't bring my own bottle of water on the plane, I'll get water and I drink that whole thing like a shot. And that's not normally how I drink either. I sip, but I gulp the whole thing and then throw it back at them before they're even past my seat. <laughs> water, no ice. Hurry up. <laughs> like I'm not playing. And then I'm good. <laughs> well, look research, shot. It's a real it's a real foxhole on a plane right now when it comes to <laughs> eating. Yeah. Mm-mm. Enemy's not going to find me. I'm deep in that foxhole. Nope. You're not going to hear anything rattling on me. <laughs> it will be no uh, Shalewa, a sharp feature ver- uh, version of Yellow Jackets anywhere. Oh, I don't know what happens on that show. Not You haven't seen it? No, I know it's out there, but I also know it's a little gory. So yeah, I'm all about it right now. I'm yo. not gonna. I'm probably not. I would love to watch it, but gore. I don't know if I have it in me. I'm, but I'm I do love. I mean, look, Christina Ricci says she's gonna act in anything. I'm like halfway there, just on strength. I love her so much. Word up. And then the idea of her and Juliette Lewis, which I'm trying to think if they've been in a movie together. And I can't think of it, which is wild considering, you know, all the movies they did in the 90s. Right, right. And how many of them I saw. I'm like, that's weird that I, but I just, but then they're like, and then there's blood. And and I was like, oh, you lost me. (laughs) I got to sleep. You going to stay up with me? No? Okay. (laughs) I'm all about it. I watch it. Um, I feel like every now and then, like, most of my relationships with women are going too well. And like I need a reminder of what's possible, you know, like yo, be on your be on your Oh PA. yeah, you should always be scared. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like uh get out did that for me a little bit. Like, okay. You know. <laughs> and, and this was like that again. Like, yo, be on your P's and Q's. You got two of them in your house. They love you, but you know, but, you never know. So but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watch them every night. You just gotta be you gotta be alert. And I, I give Rake <laughs> reminders to my son, like, yo, listen, don't think just because you're cute, you the young one. It can get twisted tomorrow, B. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm watching it right now. <laughs> That's yeah. just dope. I'm all about it. I've always had a crush on Christina Ricci, too. So, like, I was, I was with the show... Anyway, plus he's like one of the scariest people on the show, oh, which further right. like cements the whole idea to me. So, like, I'm with <laughs> it. <laughs> you never don't trust anybody in this world, kids. Okay. Yeah. To the I two mean, listeners we have under 18. Anything that will teach your kids that lesson is a okay in my book. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the news. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, up top, the world's largest condom maker says condom sales have slumped during the pandemic. Shot. Oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> Condom sales declined during the pandemic. The world's largest manufacturer of the contraceptive, uh, which saw sales falling as much as 40% in the past two years. 
uh, while one uh, could assume that people would have nothing better to do than have sex indoors because of the movement restrictions. Uh, that didn't appear to be the situation, said uh, Carrick's CEO, Go My Cat. Uh, the Malaysian contraceptive company produces about 5.5 billion condoms a year and is a supplier to brands such as Durex and One Condoms. It also produces its own condom brands. Uh, Carrick assumed that at the start of the pandemic, at the start of the pandemic, the condom demand would surge as people cooped up at home use birth control because of the economic uncertainty. Um, they told Bloomberg in March of 2020. Um, at the time, uh, Go also predicted a condom shortage because of the pandemic-fueled factory shutdowns. Instead, condom demand slumped, not only for Carrick's, but also for others, including Durex and Trojan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck did you think was going to happen? Look, this, all right, this triggers me in a few ways. So, first of all, the assumption that everybody is living with someone else that they will have sex with is mm-hmm. wild. <laughs> It's real. <laughs> like that's not the case. There are a lot of people who are living alone. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. There are a lot of people who are living with family. So keep that <laughs> in mind. Um, uh, and people who are just living with folks that they have never had any desire to have sex with. And they're not going to start now because there's a fucking pandemic. Oh, uh, that's one. So that assumption's wild. <laughs> Two. Why I never understood, and I think this was all just jokes for the timeline, but I never understood when people started talking a year ago about just like being horny or having sex or hooking up. Like, I know there are people out there who were doing it, and I don't understand it. Were none of you scared for your lives? None of you were scared? Everybody was... I mean, look, I get that I'm terrified all the time. Always have been, probably always will be. But (laughs) death is literally in the air. It's airborne. And you still out there trying to get it in? None of you took a moment to just be like, this is scary. No, y'all still trying to fuck? Then, yeah, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't using condoms either. If you're trying to fuck during COVID, (laughs) especially during a surge... (laughs) y'all ain't using condoms get the fuck out of here so that's two that i i call bullshit on everybody hooking up we were all scared you don't want (laughs) to act like it but you were all in the fetal position underneath Mm -hmm. a new weighted blanket (laughs) all of us were i don't care i don't care what you say (laughs) i had that uh i personally had that blanket that used to sell on the ave that like it was like a real thick furish like material that always yes. a real big animal on it. I have a lion. Yeah. I moved up here with the lion. You Yo, hear me? I moved real. and then had my my parents pack it up and mail it to me. I was like, I'm Fair not enough. getting through being in New York without my fucking lion blanket. My sister has <laughs> clowned that blanket since I bought it. It's the warmest thing I've ever had in my life. Real talk. I, 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 read, I found so a warm. documentary about it. They stopped making them and then like a bootlegger uh, tried to make a similar and made a killing selling it to immigrants in New York, but they started complaining because it, was, it wasn't the same level of thickness. I have one of those I got. It's a deer. I got it at the Kmart that was down in Astor Place. It's mm. not as thick um 
and not quite it's not as soft it's not as like furry but yeah. it's good for like company when they come and they sleep on your couch or something remember then when you'd have people sleep <laughs> on your couch it was good for that yeah. um you know it was an it got the job done in like a i need something warm on me while i sleep kind of thing but definitely put it over a top sheet because it was not as it fucking furry. Same. Yeah, it wasn't the same. I dare say my blanket was made of lion. I'm not Straight sure. <laughs> my favorite thing was throwing it on, like, uh, the youngest kids in the family. Like, they were, like, five and watch them struggle uh, to get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. yeah, we were all under those freaking out, quit acting like that wasn't the case. And if you weren't, you're a monster. I don't want you near my genitals anyway. Word so up. that's that's an issue. And then third, like this says, um, the sex industry, they they hit a big bump in person. A lot of in-person um, goods and services could not be traded. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when the city of New York had guidelines <laughs> on how to how to have sex out here? Word up. Yeah. It was and they real. were just like, um maybe masturbate in front of each other or only doggy style or role play or just fucking put it on ice is yo, what i say that's how you knew it was bad yo it ain't even specify like hooking up right it, it was saying that like for everybody like yo, yeah if you're married you should still consider this yeah uh, like that's real you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah Get it was there. that was wild that was wild so yeah there's a slump of it happens. Yeah. But, you know, uh, no need to worry for Carrick. They are making a pivot. You know, the company uh, has uh, decided to explore uh, going into other uh, growth areas like manufacturing medical gloves. Um, which That's what I thought they did. I thought they just made all that into. Eh. They do it all now. That's it. Good for them, I guess. Now, I that's mean, a pivot. It's a pivot. It's a necessary pivot. And One then, digit to five digits. And then you know? push comes to shove, cut off a finger if something happens and you didn't really know. That's Just it. buy the gloves, cut off a finger, hold on to it, do it doggy style. Don't look at each other. <laughs> Everyone have a, <laughs> at least two masks on, have a window open, and I hope you have an air filter with a HEPA <laughs> filter in it. Like, take all the precautions. Yeah, you know what? If anything, they're selling you both now, right? Like, you buy the glove. Right. Or you have five condoms. Yes. Depending on how you look at it, you know. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Either well way. Done, Garrix, you know. Yeah. I just, man, I don't know. But I just, the whole idea just of, well, I mean, people are, people are going to have lots of sex. Are we? Some of I, us weren't having lots of sex beforehand. For real. I was busy having really vivid dreams. Very vivid dreams. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Uh-uh. None of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ex-American Idol star Clay Aiken announces his bid for Congress. That's right. Clay Aiken, widely known for his stint on American Idol, announced on Monday that he's launching another bid for Congress in North Carolina. Uh, if the loudest and most hateful voices think they're going to speak for us, just tell them I'm warming up the old vocal cords at Aiken. In an announcement video posted on Twitter, taking a jab at Republican reps Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina and Majority Taylor Greene of Georgia. He cited the challenging white supremacy, uh, racism, and homophobia as contributing reasons for his campaign launch. 
Uh, Aiken is uh, running as a Democrat to represent the newly drawn 6th District, which includes much of the area that was represented by Democratic uh, Representative David Price. Uh, Price was elected to the in 1986 and announced he would not seek re-election in October. Okay. Um, all right. It says here, he also said, uh, I also believe we need more civility in our politics and North Carolina deserves rep- representatives in Washington who use their positions to make their people lives better, not advance polarizing positions that embarrass our state, yada, yada, yada. Great. I'm glad that you want civility. Hooray civility. But I also need you to get down in the dirt if necessary, Clay Aiken. Or, uh, <laughs> get on it. Okay. I need you to win, and then I need you to be able to get dirty because these motherfuckers ain't playing fair. And we all out here talking about civility. Ain't nothing civil in this anymore. Nope. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Um, I mean, hooray for him, I guess. Yeah, good luck. Make it happen. I mean, I thought he ran for something before. Oh, another thing. Yeah, he said yeah. he tried, he lost. I feel like I don't think he's going to win because, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, so the most, the only reason I know Clay Aiken isn't even because of Clay Aiken, right? So, like, uh, if you were, like, really big on poker and you're, like, my age, uh huh, there was, you know, like, there was a, a big a shift to, like, online poker and a lot of people my age played it okay. as, like, their get-rich-quick scheme. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And one of the big uh, success stories of that era was a poker player named Phil Galfond. And his online name was OMG Clay Aiken. <laughs> That's the only reason I know who Clay Aiken is. Because he said in interviews, they were like, why'd you go by that name instead of like your normal name? Mm-hmm. He said, oh, I just liked uh, the idea of fucking with somebody by like beating them and them thinking I was a big Clay Aiken fan. I thought that would like send people on tilt. So that's the only reason I know who Clay Aiken is is because his name was used player. as a psychological trip. That's it. Okay. I looked him up and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I wouldn't want to be a fan of his either. I def wouldn't want to lose to someone that is a fan. You know, hey, like, look here now. Clay Aiken had a lovely voice. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I assume he came in second. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I have never watched the American Idol ever, but I do know he came in second. Um. So, Ruber, uh, what's his name? Ruben Stuttered? Yeah. Ruben Stuttered, who won? What What you running for, bro? You know what I mean? We need you out here. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. Well, Ain't no poker players named themselves after you, Ruben? Well, so what else you no, got because, that, because he, it wouldn't have been, like, a embarrassing. Right. Uh, which I don't know if it would have been... I probably at that time liking Clay Aiken was considered embarrassing because he wasn't I don't think he was out of the closet yet but a lot of people made fun of him. Okay. So that's so it's actually kind of a mean-spirited thing that that dude was doing. More Phil. <laughs> but I mean he also was making money playing poker so, you know. Yeah, Phil <laughs> Phil Galfon was famous uh for several reasons with his poker stuff, but uh most notably uh, during the peak of it, he bought two condos in New York and uh, built a slide connecting the first one to the second one. And then poker online became illegal, so he couldn't play in New York anymore. So mm-hmm. he had to sell those condos so he could move to Canada to play. And there was a real estate listing trying to convince rich New Yorkers that the slides was actually an art piece. Oh, but boy. we all knew. We all knew. It was just a metal slot. 
<laughs> you can't give 20-year-olds money, okay? Vote for Clay. Oh, is that how old he was? Oh, yeah. So he was a complete jerk. Yeah, he's uh he's he's born in eighty six, so like oh, it's yeah. in like two thousand. Let's see here, uh, watershed moment in NYC, Sha. New okay. law allows non citizens to vote. That's oh, right. Wow. Uh, more than eight hundred thousand non citizens and dreamers in New York City will have access to ballot boxes and uh, could vote in municipal elections as early as next year. After Mayor Eric Adams allowed legislation to automatically become law on Sunday. Uh, opponents have vowed to challenge the new law, which city council approved a month ago. Unless a judge halts its implementation, New York City is the first major U.S. city to grant widespread municipal voting rights to non-citizens. More than a dozen communities across the U.S. already allow non-citizens to cast uh, ballots in local elections, including 11 towns in Maryland and two in Vermont. Non-citizens still wouldn't be able to vote for president or members of Congress in federal races or in state elections to pick governor, judges, or legislators. Okay. I mean, that's great. There's no chance that this mayor is going to veto it, is there? I I feel like he's busy, like, giving, like, his brother jobs and stuff. Oh, Lord. Like, he's Look, out there. Um, if you are uh, a listener and you don't live in New York City, um, just so you know, uh, a mayor was elected. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean. <laughs> and I say that in quotes. Yeah, a mayor was elected. And I'm not sure how it happened, except that, I mean, it just happens sometimes. You get a mayor. And this guy is a real piece of work. And we've just completed the first week, week and a half of him being in office. And yikes. Yo. I think it's safe to say, first of all, he sw he, he got sworn in minutes after midnight on New Year's Day at the at Times Square. Yo. Has anyone ever done that before? Oh, man, ain't trying to wait, B. Like, try to start and get this have, COVID. Let's get it popping. Have any other mayors done that? Do they normally get sworn in where the ball drops in Times Square? I want the show. He want the glitz. Yeah. So that's an issue. So he's already hired his brother uh, to be in charge of what police or some shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like in charge of the police. And his pre and his brother's previous job was being like an assistant manager of parking at a college somewhere. <laughs> and now he's in charge of police. So, nah, man. you know, um, he fluffed up that LinkedIn page, man. Nothing wrong with that. Uh huh. <laughs> so it's just already, it's not looking good. Yo. Uh, so I, this is, I think good news. Um, for yeah, this, people this to, is dope. to like be able to have a say in their actual neighborhoods. Um, and that's fantastic. And I, I hope that this isn't, I know it's hinging on our new mayor to okay it because it's already gone through city council and everything. And I just hope he doesn't find a way to fuck that up. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, but yeah, that seems cool. I'm 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 loving this. This is the first positive thing I've heard from Eric uh since he's been elected. Yeah. Um I do agree, like he announced that he's like uh that he has swag. And no. I will give him that. I actually like the outfits he picks. No, no. First off, that that first hoodie was a hot mess. Hey. That was a terrible, well, it was a terrible thing. Also, if you 
have to say you have swag, and, you don't yeah, have swag. Like you know thing, this. Man. You know this. And he's a middle-aged to old man. He don't have swag. You could just let us see it, man. Yeah, like we 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 recognize it as a people. People know when there's like an it factor or why yeah. am I drawn to blah 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 and look how he carries himself. Let us put that on you. Like you can't give yourself a nickname. Yeah, nah, that's not <laughs> you true. Know? Yeah. I fuck with your ties. <laughs> I do. I I like the tie game showing so far. Uh huh. You know, uh, solid, uh, solid scarves. You know, like if I was dressing up, I I, I would do a lot of this. Okay, so everything you like about him so far is sartorial. It's yeah, all about clothing. Sure. All clothing based. <laughs> I'm not even denying. I don't like the dude at all. But I I'm like, all right, like somebody on your team is putting your shit together on point. <laughs> well, that's good. Whoever that is, promote that. That should be the new, you know, police department person. If that was your brother, I would have understood way more. If you were to say, hey, listen, <laughs> he's picked out the last eight suits I put on. So he's in charge of the police department. I would have been like, yes, I get you. You know, but you you talked about this parks parking job he had. I don't know. I want whoever's dressing you, promote that person. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Oh boy! Up, but I don't even know if news. I want to give that person props. I just <laughs> this guy already, and I I don't have anything. Con- I mean, there are some things he said that are just like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. But you know, I just gotta fingers crossed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fingers crossed. He eats. He eats. Uh, he bought a vegan sandwich at a deli. I like. You know. So okay, sure. Um, Great. You know, that's the second thing I like about him. You that know? he's vegan. Well, he likes that deli. I don't know oh, about the vegan part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sha. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I did get that wrong. You're right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> In other news, uh, uh, debt collectors can legally slide in your DMs now. That's fucking horrific. U.S. debt collectors have now have a tool now uh, at their disposal that they've never had before. Social media under financial regulations that went into effect on Tuesday. Debt collection agencies can now contact people via text, DM on, or, or a DM on social media. The rule was added to the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, a 44-year-old piece of legislation that controls how debt collectors can communicate with borrowers. Uh, According to the Washington Post, uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau announced the change in autumn of 2020, citing rapid developments in technology and transformation methods of communication. Uh, Debt collectors and consumers have been trapped in a time war, poor debt collectors. Oh, no. <laughs> they have been required to communicate with each other under standard Congress, under standards Congress enacted in 1977 until now. Today, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is issuing a final rule that provides clear consumer rights and limitations for debt collectors <laughs> on using modern technologies to communicate with each other. Okay. First off, who's to say they hadn't been doing that shit? already word up. uh secondly i worked collections for a very short time okay right? for like a a department store credit card i worked collections mm. and 
Uh, it was like a temp. I got it through a temp agency. Okay. And um, I wasn't there long, maybe a month or two. But I remember one of the supervisors giving us like our um, uh, like beginning of a shift, like gathering and meeting. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what he said stuck with me. He was like saying, okay, look, we got to get numbers here and blah, blah, blah. And we're low here. and We got to do this and blah, blah, blah. And then he was just like, look, um, you know, I know we got new people here. We got some people from the temp agency, blah, blah, blah. I, I y'all need to know we got to get these numbers up. You got to get money from these people. And if you have a conscience, this may not be the job for you. Yo. And I was like, I'm out. (laughs) He said that to a big group of people. And I was just like, oh, okay, then I can't do this job. Wow. And it's wild because the people working there are like one foot ahead of collections their damn selves, if not in collections. Right. 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 And and now we are calling folks and harassing them for their little itty bitty money for this little itty bitty card. I was just like, oh, I have a conscience. Well, that's no. nice to know that yes. I for sure have one because I can't. There's no way I can do this job. So that's why I'm like, they've probably been in your DMs. They've probably been watching. <laughs> There's probably a whole team. For real. For each one watching uh, watching you. And just screenshot okay. all of your IG stories. Absolutely. All that I mean, ready. I um I just read about there's someone I know who went through a thing with a collection agency where it's some debt they bought the debt from elsewhere, or they didn't actually buy, they made up debt and just applied it to different credit reports. And it's what? a fake debt. Yeah, it's a company. And they just apply the debt and they say they're collecting for such and such, you know, and if you contact them and you're like, I don't have any debt with them, they don't care. They're still trying to get money out of you. Jesus. As yeah, Greece. it's it is. It's vats of Greece. Yo. So much Greece. And so for them to even add this to it is just like. It's so it's such a stressful thing. My to have anyone contact you about a bill. Trust me, people know they owe that money. Yeah. You know? And um, for you to come into my DMs or to send me a text or to fucking, what? Get get out of here. Tweet at me? You gonna tweet at me about my bills? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, you can be greasy. You can be collections greasy. But are you Twitter greasy? Are you Reddit greasy? Come at me, are, yo. are they ready for what happens online? That's the real question. <laughs> I, I ain't going nowhere, Citibank. Come see me. <laughs> okay? Look, you want this money, you're going to see me on this corner. Let me tell you something. I personally have filed bankruptcy twice. I'm wild out here. I don't give a fuck <laughs> about you and your little money. So <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got, I don't own nothing. <laughs> I don't got nothing to be used as collateral. I ain't got shit. And I've filed bankruptcy twice. Do your best. Do Go your best. Get it. 
right? <laughs> Come get it. Come get it. <laughs> <laughs> See if I don't yeah. if I don't sick a Twitter army on your ass. Go ahead. <laughs> They've been trying to sell me followers for years in my DMs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I actually need that shit. I'm ignoring all of those. <laughs> Did you go get through? Yeah, I will leave you on red so fast. <laughs> Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Binance uh, CEO uh, becomes one of the world's richest billionaires. Uh, cryptocurrency CEO has become one of the richest people on earth. Uh, Chapang CZ Zhao, who runs the crypto exchange Binance, has joined the ranks of the world's top billionaires with an estimated net worth of at least $96 billion, according to new calculations from Bloomberg Billionaires Index, published on Monday. Uh, Zhao's projected fortune now rivals that of Oracle founder Larry uh, Ellison and surpasses that of Makeshi Ambini, the Indian tycoon whose fortune had also soared over the last two years. Uh, The ascent of the Chinese-Canadian entrepreneur is embellic of the rapid creation of wealth in the fast-moving world of digital currencies. Huh. This still ain't going to make me get a Bitcoin, though. Nah? Nah, I don't think so. Come on, Shy. You got to get on the, on the ride, yo. Why? Again, let me reiterate. <laughs> I have filed bankruptcy <laughs> twice. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this finance shit. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't use Bitcoin to do my laundry, what's it for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand simple money. You think I will understand this? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all want somebody to call me to collect. I'm going to tell them about all the cryptos I got. Y'all got no cash, my G. All right. <laughs> Put it all in crypto. It's all in crypto. I got Ripple. I got Doge. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, I got but actual money. Okay, so here's what I'm trying to figure out, right? So I know you're a I know you're a crypto fan. I'm out um, but it is a lot like stock markety, yes. Right, right. Okay, so you could you can gain a lot of money, you could lose a lot of money. Much oh, yeah. like stock. Does that affect old uh Zhao here? Or does he stay worth billions of dollars? I would assume He's he's billions forever going forward. He okay. might he might like take a big hit, uh-huh. uh huh. Because I would assume he's also heavily invested in cryptos as well. Right. But he owns the exchange. Oh, so give like me a break. his money crazy. Yeah, like he good. He's running Binance. Like Binance is like uh, you've heard of Coinbase. Yes. Yeah. Right. So Binance is that just like in the rest of the world. Also, Binance just doesn't feel real. Oh no, nah, it's wild. Like when 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 crypto was first like popping off, mm-hmm. like everybody was talking about it like five years ago, mm-hmm. and you wanted to buy any coin but like the main three, like Bitcoin, Ether, and like Litecoin. If you wanted mm-hmm. to buy anything else, you had to get on Binance. So like you sign up on this shit, it is sketchy as hell, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Like you put in your money, there's like 30 seconds where like it's transferring your money to crypto. Mm-hmm. And like there's a solid 30 seconds to two minutes, depending on your internet, where like you don't have money 
and you don't know where it is. Like it's oh just like God. a screen says zero, and you hope like honor system that they're doing their part to transfer it over to whatever cryptocurrency you said it was. Half of the half of the jargon was in like Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had to watch a YouTube video to figure out how to change the menu from Chinese to English. Cause it was like innately in Chinese and like, there was no like English option. It was, I had to like read Chinese characters and the word English was still in Chinese. Like if I didn't watch the YouTube video, I didn't know, I wouldn't know what to do, you know? And then when you finally get to the everything in English and in numbers, it still just looked like the matrix. Like they don't (laughs) like they put all the numbers in order. So, like, right. if you know what you're reading, it makes sense. But, like, if you don't, it just looks like binary. Like, it just, it's just digits forever. Right. Um, And that's what makes it exciting, you know what I mean? Because you know. <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't expecting that pivot, but I was with no, it, No, I kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's great because you know. Whoever's fucking investing with you, they know just as little as you do. So you already ahead of the game because you translated to English. You know what I mean? They can't read anything. You could at least read the words and numbers. I mean, you know, I that guess. Crypto game. Yeah, look, you you're much more of a gambler than I am. Gang, so gang right here. Let's go. I can see why this would be exciting for you. It's awesome. You know what I mean? Next crypto billionaire, Gastro Almonte, straight out the block. Well, who's the first crypto billionaire who doesn't own the exchange? (laughs) Who wasn't already a billionaire? It's fair. It's fair. (laughs) Let me get that crypto money. Why? It's going to be over. I'm going to be so reckless at the corner store. Are you? Are they accepting it yet? What? That's actually the first place I was buying crypto. The second place I was buying crypto, pardon me, um, after like the apps was uh, at a corner store vending machine in Queens. Okay. It was uh, straight up. My my little brother put me onto it. It was a vending machine uh, right next to his high school, Christ the King, where like you could put like money and it would give you like a printed out receipt with your crypto. So we, it was like a way to physically own the crypto for people that wasn't like as digitally savvy. They would like print out the code on a receipt. Wow. It was crazy. I, okay. We are here, Sha. Uh huh. We Good gambling, luck. baby. Y'all enjoy it. Look, I'm an old lady. Y'all enjoy it. I'm gonna keep my whole life savings under my left titty. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you could do that now too when you print out the invoice yes. from the tree. I can put the, put the receipt under my left titty. Under your titty, you good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cash that in later. <laughs> Oh my god! I just imagine someone asking their grandmother for money and her pulling out a crypto receipt. Hell yeah, it's the future. Lord, you know it's coming. (laughs) 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 A year after New Jersey released thousands early from prison, only nine percent are back in custody. Uh, New Jersey's uh, fifth in the nation move, uh, first in the nation move to free thousands from prison early due to the pandemic hasn't significantly affected public safety numbers. According to analysis of the state data, 
uh, by WNYC Gothamist. Uh, the state's early release program gave people nearing the end of their sentence public health credits to shave as much as eight months off their time behind bars, ultimately cutting the prison population by 40% in the span of 11 months. Now, more than one year after the first 2,500 people were released in late 2020, new data obtained through public records requests shows about 9% of those people were reincarcerated. That's lower than the state's overall pre-pandemic one-year recidivism rate of 16%. Um, This shows that New Jersey was able to release a large number of people during the pandemic to uh, to make a public health choice and do it in a way that also reduced their uh, recidivism rate, which is hard to do and is a sign of the policy's success. Uh, yay, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I thought this was cool. Yeah, okay. I kind of dig it. This, um, I mean, I felt like this was a lot of things here. Like, uh, one, um, there, I, I think there's a, a lot of people being put in jail, that were put in jail in general, uh, for things that either weren't as serious or mm-hmm. for uh, sentences that were longer than they should have been. Right. Um, it tells me <laughs> that in general, most people want a second chance and will take it um, mm-hmm. and will do good with it. I even think the number before being Frank, you're still telling me 84% of people don't go back. I'll take that. You know what I mean? That means right. that they're trying to do better. Um, and when gifted with a chance to do better um, faster, they're even more appreciative of it. Um, so I think overall, this is a good thing. Um, I, I'm sure there's like stuff that you have to be careful for or whatever, but overall, this felt like right to me. Hooray! Bang! Uh, I think it's it's, it's kind of how I feel. Like that's wonderful that um, not only uh, that whatever the circumstances were, either they were not did not become repeat offenders or they were locked up on some bullshit anyway and you could tell that because they did not get themselves locked up again or that people weren't gunning for them right i guess so i I guess the biggest thing that i got from it is that like i i I fully agree with uh if you do a crime you should pay a punishment i get that right Mm -hmm. i but i i uh i like to think that the overall goal of uh being sent is still uh to help someone and make them uh, a functioning member of society. And I think Mm -hmm. a part of that is getting them back to their community as soon as possible, right? Like the longer they're away, the harder it is for them to get reacclimated. The community moves on, their life moves on, the world moves on, Mm -hmm. um, their skill sets atrophy, right? All the things that they need to be a part of everyday society, it becomes harder and harder for that transition to happen back. So, by uh, uh, shortening these sentences, I think it allows for that to happen more successfully. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of this. You know what I mean? Uh, do that uh, more often. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Consider working this into uh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be dope. Y'all, real talk. Like, if you do a bid and they'll be like, yo, if you keep making the way the breakfast the way you make it for the for the whole crew we're gonna mm-hmm. shave a month off you know like give them like little incentives i would okay. rather work for time off than for like the pennies they was getting you know what i mean yeah like, you work yeah. in the crew and be like yo you do a good job no you know no incidents for a year we shave a month mm-hmm. like some shit like that instead of just like the wage i think stuff yeah. like that'll uh a incentivize people to behave b incentivize them to be 
uh, proactive in getting jobs inside that they could uh, develop skills and take outside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of wins there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah prison absolutely. reform coming soon. <laughs> Gas stores, prison reform. That's it. I'm doing it all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my dad said I'm a little ambitious uh, the other yeah, day. Yeah, like, I'd say that. I'd say that. And that's a lot coming from a man who, <laughs> who saw you as being a new dictator of the DR. <laughs> if he thinks you're a little overly ambitious, yeah. you might be. But, I mean, why stop now? Why, you know? Yeah. We're getting places. We're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, uh, Broadway uh, unions revolt over the proposal to have workers paid during COVID pauses. Uh, in mid-December, as Broadway began to suffer the rolling uh, effects, the roiling effects of the uh, um, Omicron variant, the Broadway League had a radical proposal. The League the National Trade Association for the Broadway Industry, whose 700-plus members include theater owners, operators, producers, presenters, and general managers, proposed to the unions representing Broadway workers that those workers take a 50% pay cut during so-called COVID pauses when shows were temp- are temporarily shut down because of infections within cast and crew. The league proposed the full salaries be restored when the shows return to stage. However, leaders of the unions representing Broadway workers have so far steadfastly rejected the idea. Another area of disagreement was around uh, booster shots. The league proposed that mandatory vaccination for all Broadway workers now include getting booster shots. However, the league and the unions disagreed about the number of days workers would get off if they had adverse reactions to the shots. The league proposed two, while the unions wanted five, according to those informed. Okay. Okay. Well, huh. I mean, you know, keep paying them. Uh, <laughs> like, keep paying them, right? Right. And I, they've gone without for so long, uh, and they are basically just on hold. I mean... Why have them go through extra paperwork to only get half of it? Why do that? Just keep paying them. So were they being paid off, paid this whole time? They're paid as the shows are going. Okay. They were. I don't think they were getting paid when everything was shut down. Right. Except for, I don't know. Maybe the unions were able to get just sort of like a unemployment, like a furlough kind of situation. Yeah. But then, I mean, this lasted longer than a furlough than what they would have been able to pay out for a furlough. I'm not sure on that. Mm. If you if you work in in Broadway and you had nothing uh, while Broadway was shut down, let us know if it was like a furlough situation or if they were just like, we'll see you when we see you, (laughs) you know, Um, because, I mean, uh, that's certainly something that the unions would have to would have had to fight for and all that kind of stuff. But um, I I don't know. I, I, I think you should just keep paying them. I think you should keep paying them because Broadway ultimately makes money. I mean, like, Oh, I mean, when I think about it, cause at first I'm like, well, I mean, if they're not doing anything, yeah, I guess pay them half, but I wouldn't like that. <laughs> so <laughs> give them all their money. And then I have to remember there's so much, money in broadway like tickets are ridiculously priced 
in the before times or whatever. Right, right. Like priced in such a way to almost keep people out. They were so expensive. Yeah. And um, the people sitting on that money are the theater owners, of which there are not a lot. Mm. Um, and then producers and, you know, they, producers have their own costs that they have to do in order to maintain hold of a theater for the run of a show and all this other. So there's a lot of money floating about. And I'm just like, I, I don't fully know what the status quo was, but I know at this point, none of that shit's working anymore. I know there's a lot more money than anyone wants to let on to fucking give it to them. Keep giving it to them. Bang. Pay them people. That's kind of how I feel. Just keep giving it to them. Yeah, I was trying to figure this out. Like, like I, I kind of get, you know, the... I, But I get it. I get, like, hey, w- the money that we usually get, like, we're not getting that. And at the last times when you guys weren't able to work, we could give you, like, furlough money, perhaps, or unemployment or whatever. Yeah. But, like, maybe they haven't like built up the reserves in order to continue to pay them. Right. Right. Which would mean, I guess going into your own pocket or taking some pay cuts and all that kind of shit, which I'm like, yeah, maybe you should just do that. Boom. You know, but I, I get the hesitancy and for the, I get why they would think, you know, half the payment, but I mean, if it were me, you know, they want me to come back as soon as they're like, well, I guess we're cleared. It's been five or seven days or whatever. We're all still testing. Like if I have to still keep testing. Right. Even though we're on a pause, if you have me in there, keep testing with the mindset of as soon as we're cleared, you're right back at it. Then fucking pay me. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. I agree with that. Yeah. We need we we need a stand up union like this. We don't get we don't get half spot pay. Man. Yo, but then that would, I mean, that would seriously affect the drink ticket uh, mm. lobby. Word the people up. who make drink tickets would really be hurting if they actually paid us money. <laughs> oh, man, all those little raffle tickets, where would they go? Yeah, yeah. And then also it's a way of really, like, I mean, if they did that, you'd have to truly prove that you're a comic. And that's going to hurt a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. Are you really past? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hell, for, like, I do, a, I do a lot of shows, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Not currently, but I have done <laughs> a lot of shows. I am not past at any club. Really? So, yeah, no, not a one. So would I be able to take part in a union? I don't think so. Wow. And that's wild because <laughs> I do you def- perform, yeah. I definitely go up. I definitely perform. Hell yeah. Yeah. So huh. Conundrum. Yeah, that's how that's how that would look. Look at that. Yo, we got yeah. mad TV credits. We ain't passing enough places. <laughs> I know. I know. I know, but I uh, who knows? Who knows why? We don't know how this game works, okay? We don't. I I I don't think I do. We try or to figure maybe it out. I'm not I'm not cut out uh for whatever it is that uh takes, or maybe I don't deep down I don't want I who knows? 
who knows? But I know that if if a union was formed, I better get pla- passed out of club quickly. <laughs> I just want the health benefits, B. Yeah, that's yeah. it. If so. you would mm. like Chalet when I <laughs> to start a two person union, <laughs> two person, just us, just us. You know what I mean? You're rejected by everybody, but we know in spirit we write. <laughs> I mean, I think that's literally what this podcast is. <laughs> I, think, I think we're already there. <laughs> All you got to do is like, subscribe to the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, If you're an Apple listener or a Spotify listener, please rate the show. We genuinely appreciate all of them. Four stars. You're going to vote down our rules, regulations, <laughs> the stance that we took as a union. You ain't mm-hmm. a fan. Five stars. You understand that we are fighting for equal chicken wings. Yeah, 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 yeah. For please the headline, keep us in, <laughs> please keep us in chicken tenders for the rest of our days. That's all we asking. Same That's amount it. of chicken tenders for the headliner, the feature, the host. Yep. You know they all choice eat. of sauces. Choice, choice of, of sauces. sauces. That's Don't even need a lot of choices. Just three. I'm happy with three. Yeah. What three is up to you? I even leave you that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't cheat. Don't give me two light ketchups. Okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. All we want, all we want are fresh fries for everyone. That's it. That's all we want. Little options, baby. Just That's all we're doing. Com- comedy club fries. I that's gave my empanadas at my album release party. I'm broke, but I did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. He did. You know? Anybody <laughs> performed on my, on my album release. You got empanadas. You got Dominican uh, Dulce. Yep. You got, I forgot what drink I gave. I gave some type yeah, of. Yeah, there was some soda or something. Yeah. But I yeah. Kids drink, you know? <laughs> everybody got, everybody got, everybody a, got a dinner. Everybody Yo, got a snack. Straight up. Everybody Everyone ate. got a substantial snack when you performed on Castro. Hell yeah. Shows. I made sure of that shit. <laughs> you know why? Because I care. I don't want nobody like fainting on my stage because they sugar went low. Does it happen? <laughs> That's what this union stands for, okay? Yeah, that's what we. It's a mostly a snack based union. <laughs> that's I it. Think that's that's fair. That's real, fair real focused say. on the needs of diabetic comedians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any articles you'd like us to cover, uh, please DM us directly on Twitter, Instagram at Silky Jumbo at Gastromonte. With all that said, my name is Gastromonte. Always with the homie Shalay with Sharp. This has been a war report. Catch y'all next time. Peace. Catch y'all next week. Peace.